Holy smokes. I cannot believe we are at episode eight of the Businesses Are People 2, a podcast podcast. Hi again, it's me, your host, Lindsay Harrell, and today we are having a super chat with Elise Russell, the creative founder behind Pony Friday and author of the book that looks at the realities behind entrepreneurship, redefining opportunities, and how to leap into boldness. The book's title, Behave Boldly. So in this day and age when pace is being redefined, let's learn exactly what if businesses behaved boldly for growth while making incremental shifts. Hello there, I'm Lindsay Harl, your host of the Businesses Are People 2 podcast. I am a brand and content specialist by trade, and one day it hit me. Businesses are exactly like people with the exact same needs. After all, humans are made of the same components, yet put together differently to create our unique selves. Businesses too are made of the exact same components, put together differently to thrive as their unique selves. And with this, I ask, what if businesses realize that they are people too? Oh, the possibilities and opportunities that could happen. And so I invite you to join me as I connect with business leaders, mental health experts, and other crucial thinkers and practitioners exploring what could happen if we gave our businesses the exact right nutrients and care for their original self. Excited? Me too. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. I am your host, Lindsay Harrell, and today we have the phenomenal Elise Russell. Now, Elise is the founder of Pony Friday, a hybrid creative boutique and motivational lifestyle brand. Elise is a quick-witted creative director and writer known for her twisted sense of humor, attention to detail, and her sass. Now, her work has been recognized by many of the world's top advertising award shows, including the most coveted three, Canes, Hans, Canes, one of those, D and AD, and The One Show. As founder of Pony Friday, Elise and her team are here to push others to dream bigger. They drive past the expected and encourage each other to zig when the masses zig. It's not something that's easy, but that's why they're here to help. Pony Friday exists to, pardon me, Pony Friday exists to support membership organizations with internal design teams and individuals ready to up their game by sharing the pains of their journey through impactful creative strategy, ass-kicking apparel, inspiration-inducing blog pro posts, life-changing boot camps and motivational talks, and along with their new Kiss My Pony app for creative entrepreneurs, the Behave Boldly hub for dream chasers. Welcome, Elise, you magnificent and boldly behaving creative. Hi, Lindsay. So great to be here. Yay. Thank you so much. Now, I, I, I honestly don't even know where to start sometimes with you because you just teach me so much. But specifically, um, I first uh, met you in 2018 and I first heard you speak and it was through Creative 
uh, Creative Mornings here in Calgary, and you spoke about comfort zones. And this, uh, this presentation, this, this speak that you did, it just changed my entire relationship with it. So what I want to say first is thank you for helping me have a new relationship with what a comfort zone is. But while I've now known you for a few years here, I'm hoping you can share a wee bit more about yourself with our listeners. Uh, so specifically, what has been your journey into business and business ownership? And why are you talking about comfort zones? Oh, wow. There's so much to unpack there. Um, the talk that I did at Creative Mornings was called Kill Fear. And it was all, all about discomfort. And I have to say that is, has been probably my creative path has been filled with just anxiety packed discomfort the whole way. Um, I actually started out of high school as into fine art. So I've been creative my whole life. I was born creative. My mom was always irritated because I had projects on every table in the house and the kitchen island. And she was like, we need a place to eat. And <laughs> like, but everything's in progress. And I've always existed in that kind of way. But I mean, my path to get to where I am wasn't straight. I tried fine arts and I really wasn't into the teachers dictating my marks because creativity is so ambiguous and it's self-interpreting and, you know, having somebody give you grades based on that is just really infuriating. And so after fine arts, I took business and I knew, I knew business was not for me at all. <laughs> I didn't know what to do. And I also felt like you can't really go wrong with business. Like that knowledge will serve you in the future. Somehow, mm -hmm. instinctively, I knew that this whole business management stuff was something that I had to just inject into my little creative brain. And so then I went to ad school. And after ad school, you're like filled with all these glamorous ideas of advertising and commercial shoots and creating concepts and meeting all these cool people and directors. And I was pretty underwhelmed with the whole advertising industry. I mean, I did really well in it, um, but my whole emotional state was always um, kind of constricted. Like it felt like it was in a box. And so when I quit to do Pony Friday, I, I really just quit to find my better self. I quit to give myself space to become who I needed to be. Mm. I think that's so powerful. Mm. Like very few people give themselves space, especially the older that we get, the harder that it becomes. I mean, after college, some people might take a gap year or after high school, but I mean, how many people do you know take a gap year at 30? No. When what, that's an important point too is I, we've discovered so much of ourselves in those 20s yeah. that we almost need to just pause and be like, okay, I've experienced life. What of that life was important to me to carry forth? Oh, absolutely. I think that so, being yeah. able to shed part of yourself as you go is mm -hmm. invaluable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Now, what I really admire about you is this ability to behave boldly. In fact, 
Uh, a little bit of a book shout out here. Elise has a new book out called Behaving Boldly. And I read it. It is fantastic. It just it, 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 it sheds light on what it means to be an entrepreneur, on what it means to invest in oneself, and what it means to really, um, I, for myself, just to connect with a new version of success. What does that look like in your world now? Um, I highly recommend it, but at least more so, can you, can you highlight then what exactly behaving boldly means and why businesses need to look at this um, and what, it, what, what that could mean for their people if they implement this idea of behaving boldly. Um, so I've thought a lot about this. I mean, Behave Boldly uh, was the book was me kind of sharing my journey of the last seven plus years, like Pony Friday just turned eight and putting myself out there was really um, an experience in being vulnerable publicly. Like it was, it felt good when my best friend said she was reading it. I was like, well, there's nothing new in there for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, you know everything. So that felt pretty good. But when other people were telling me they were reading it, there were a lot of emotions that were bubbling up for me. But I think that the important thing about behaving boldly in your business and even in your life as an individual is to accept that what you want may not make sense to others. And it may not even make sense to you in the moment, but if you know deep down that like your instincts are saying go, then mm. you need to embrace it because so much of life is spent trying to fit into and conform to a social norm that isn't for you. And I think that really behaving boldly is about accepting the things that you want, the things that you want to pursue and your goals and dreams and having the guts to chase them. Mm -hmm. I think um, at least uh, in this past few months, you know, to be trite, things are a little different. Um, <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. Um, but what's been really interesting in the conversations I've been having with a lot of um, small business owners, whether they be sole proprietors or incorporated with teams, is that Ooh. it's really made them look inward yeah. and understanding what is our what are our values that we say they are and are we actually living them if we're not what are we actually living and people are really starting to identify what it means to be in business now um to be able to move forward in business but to do it in a different way that considers the whole person mm -hmm. um yeah. and and is yeah thoughts on that well i think that there's i mean a couple of people in there. I mean, your podcast is all about how the business is like a person, but also mm. every individual on your team became more of its own identity in the chaos. So all of a sudden we're retreating into ourselves. And so your team has this sense of 
segmentation that didn't exist before because they were they didn't have all the extra stress they didn't have all the extra pressures but all of a sudden their anxiety and their stress is up they're concerned about their families they're concerned about their friends their living situations their choices all of a sudden there's so much more in their heads that you have to see them more for who they are as individuals and what their priorities are today like how they've shifted mm -hmm. and so a lot of it is to be able to say okay so we need to put ourselves and our families and our close people first and what does that look like and you know running a business you need to be able to have understanding and compassion for each individual member and to be able to check in with them and like so many things are changing so quickly and it feels like you can't keep up and to almost accept that we have to adjust our understanding and our pace mm. to be able to accommodate the individuals along the way and that are contributing to the whole. And it, it has become a lot trickier than it ever was before. You know, that was a very big uh, lip smack, um, but <laughs> to draw attention to it, this is not in the questions that I have shared with you, but what I, what, what's capturing me here is that idea of how, I mean, it's, we have the whole person now at home, we're seeing them, how do we bring them into the business? And if they're not doing well, how can we as leaders support but also so this is like a very multiple question but maybe it's more i'm going to ask you specifically now you work with a team at pony friday mm -hmm. and pre-covid you know it was very clear fast 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 this world is changing so fast 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 COVID happened and people are calling it the great pause, it's a slowdown, but what you've just highlighted is things are changing so fast still. Oh, for sure, they're just changing really fast in a different way and with a different focus. And because a lot of people were scrambling to figure out work from home, teams had to operate differently, but also you're dealing with this emotional burden, the anxiety, all of that. I mean, I have probably not had nearly as much emotional growth at any other point in my life as compared to the last six months when things just kind of hit the fan and you have to decide how you're going to handle it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, my team and I have had weekly Zoom calls um, and we started out with twice a week and realized that that was just not sustainable. It was too much. Like we just couldn't output the things that we needed to output in order to have something new to talk about, which felt weird, you know, because we had been operating at such a high speed to kind of have to really gear down and to operate lower. But like every single one of those Zoom calls for six months, my eyes are welling with tears. Like, and the stuff that we have to talk about, the fact that we're saying to each other, like our jobs don't exist anymore. We're reinventing ourselves to save the business. You figure it out. We're each figuring it out and to have to have those conversations. And I mean, we're six months in and those solutions are still not clear. 
right? We're still figuring it out. Um, but to have a team that you can share that with and mm -hmm. to be really transparent with and to make that decision to have a candid conversation. I, I don't know about other businesses as a whole. I know that tons of companies have made those decisions to just be super, super clear mm -hmm. with their team. And I mean, so many people have had to have layoffs and it's, it's ongoing. And like, we're just beginning to understand how this will impact the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> I feel like I have no answers for you. <laughs> you know, but here's the thing. That's the truth. Because, and, and I want to say this, is that we see people out there acting as though they do. Oh, yeah. And, and this isn't to be pointing fingers or anything, but there are a lot of online marketers who are acting as though they've marketed online through a pandemic before and this is how your business and I'm just thinking number one bravo because I love that you are out there and you are doing it at least yes. you're taking action but also yes. you don't have the answer so please say you don't but at least say this is me this is how I'm moving forward this is what I'm seeing results with and so Maybe that's just my pet peeve, but I do love that there's action. It's just act without saying this is the answer. It's well, just and I, I think that, I mean, it depends the kind of person that you are and the kind of business that you are. That has always yeah. been the case is that people aren't um, honest with their experience. They're overselling themselves and that can be super frustrating when the rest of us are trying to be transparent about who we are and the things that we are capable of and our experience. But the, the truth is that there are so many people hungry for that information and they're desperate for someone to help them out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, so, yeah. um, I mean, we, we're all taking advantage of the crisis differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I really, so basically each question here is just a love fest to you first is what I'm noticing. So what I love about you is that you are always evolving. I mean, <laughs> it's just core to you. Yet, yet while you are always evolving, you stay so true to your core self. So I am a self-help junkie. Mm -hmm. um, I've probably read more self-help books than anyone else I know. Um, I love growth hacking myself, um, which probably explains why I always feel completely anxious because I'm never settled. I'm always in a state of discomfort and growth. And that's a hard way to live, but I'm addicted to the version of myself I know I can become. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I've gotten better at is understanding incremental, uh, incremental shifts and that that can take so long. One, to shift your mind to the idea that you could become that person. Two, the millions of steps that you have to take in order to become that person and not necessarily putting a timeline on it, 
because I find that that can put too much pressure and that makes it difficult. I mean, one thing that's been nice for me about the pandemic, uh, sorry, puppy shake, um, is that I wasn't going out and meeting tons of people and eating food with other people. And I was able, like I've been shifting to eating vegan for a long time. And in the past two months, I have achieved that, which mm -hmm. was insanely hard. Like I've been working at that for years mm -hmm. and to like, I, I couldn't even imagine not having bacon in my life before. Like, it's not like I wasn't raised in a meat loving Alberta family. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> you yep. know, like I've been hunting with my dad. Yeah. It's just that that journey I decided I was going to go for. And I read a ton of books about it and I've done a ton of research and just moving instead of getting discouraged when you, you know, want to hit the drive through for chicken nuggets. You're like, okay. So this wasn't a perfect moment. We can do better. But also accepting that it takes a really long time. But what else are you going to do for the rest of your life? Like yeah. if you were the best version of yourself tomorrow, what's the point of the next 60 years? <laughs> like, oh, my golly. I love that. No, I've never thought of it. If I was the best version of myself tomorrow, what is the point of the next 60 years? But really, but really, yeah, I, that's exactly it. You know, with business too, is if, if businesses are them best, are them best selves, that's not <laughs> even English, really. If businesses are already them, their best selves, how can they continue to serve the evolving needs of their clients? Well, the nice thing about businesses is the landscape and the competition and everything is always changing mm -hmm. more so than your personal life, really. Um, to be yourself, <laughs> you don't have as much competition as, you know, your business has to maintain its client base or whatever you're trying to achieve as a business. And I think that the one mistake that most small business owners make with their business and their brand is they don't separate themselves from that brand identity. They don't say, okay, well, let's pretend it was, you know, let's pretend it was a dry cleaner and it, you can have sassy advertising for a dry cleaner. You can, but let's pretend the owner was pretty shy and conservative. Well, maybe that's not what the owner would do, but the dry cleaning business itself can say whatever the heck it wants. And I think that I've challenged people to see it as a child, right? So your children, I mean, if you're a good wholesome parent who doesn't helicopter and try and live vicariously through your kids, then you try to allow them to be the best version of themselves. And help them evolve and follow their own path. And that I think should be true for a business as well, is you're saying, okay, well, what does my business need? What can my business say? Mm -hmm. And as a small business owner, it's very, very challenging. And even I've seen big marketing directors at huge companies have the same struggle because they have to present something. So maybe they're presenting a concept to the board of what kind of marketing they think that should happen. And they have somehow gotten themselves mixed up with 
what the campaign says versus their personal image. It's really wacky, but it happens at all levels in business. Hmm. No, I mean, it's true. It's, it's just thinking back to some of the businesses I've worked for myself. Um, and, and when I, when I was the corporate gal myself, but also with the clients I've worked with over the past few years. So beautiful points, but you know, one thing that's key is this human connection aspect and you're so good at it from what I've experienced. You know, I believe that relationships and human, the human to human part, um, it's going to be key for actual business growth, growth defined by each individual business owner um, in the future. But how then, you know, as yes, you run Pony Friday, you have a team, how do you navigate these human connections? You know, what especially have you learned from them um, and that human to human aspect and the importance of them if, if you've learned anything from that over the past six months? Um, I think the most important thing that I've learned is that we all need to cut ourselves some slack, um, especially personally, like I've had a lot of, I think, emotional health challenges and just like not really knowing what should happen next, not really knowing where I should put my energy, how to... I find the silver lining because there always is one. And, you know, those challenges of how do I move forward and accepting that sometimes the best move is a pause. Like sometimes mm -hmm. the best thing to do is say, I see that you're stressed. I see that you need a moment. I see that you're tired and you can't be present for this. So go be present for the thing that is consuming your mind, consuming your like emotions and figure that out. Take the time, do that and then come back because I think that that's the worst thing that you can do is not be present in the moment because then you're almost living like a dual life, but you're not either place. And I think for businesses as well, focus. So many businesses are trying to do things all over the place and you're just like, focus. People don't know who you are anymore. Just try to rein it in. The, yeah. I mean, that's a huge point is, is I've noticed um, even with my own company is it's cutting away what was added because one client asked for it at some point at, right. And then all of us. And so a number of my colleagues as well, um, particularly those within the creative area have sliced away those, those ones that none of their clients necessarily raved about, sure. but just said, it would be nice if you could do this. And they're like, yeah, but they've never once had it raved about. So they've cut that specific service and they're really just focusing on that core of who they are, of what actually connects them to their larger purpose as a business, to their values as a business, and not I just, think, yeah. 
I think the best thing about that is we have an opportunity to redefine ourselves. What happens is if you keep getting projects in a certain you know, sector or of a certain nature, then you keep doing them and you keep getting paid and things are positive and they keep moving and you never stop to think, is this really what I want? Or even if you do, you have an inclination, you don't have time to implement it. And so you have this huge, you know, interruption mm -hmm. and we've had so many conversations with our little team about who we want to be because sometimes you get in this panic of oh this is what we should do we should go hustle up more work from the types of clients that we've worked for you know tried and true and i have always said like okay slow down let's just take a moment and say who do we want to be so if this was fresh, you just got out of college and you had no expectations of, you know, making a huge sum of money in the first couple of years, but you had all the knowledge that you'd accumulated before that, what would you do? What would you build if you were building it fresh now with all of the assets and knowledge that you have, what would you do? Mm. Uh, yeah. No. which is how we uh, came up with the kiss my pony app for creative entrepreneurs because we don't want to hang out online where everyone's trying to sell us stuff and playing this doomsday panic we want to you know help each other get smarter and chase our dreams in a holistic fashion mm -hmm. no that's wonderful yeah it's Beautiful, beautifully summed up. Now, my dear Elise, I do have one more question for you. But just before we go into that, you know, our listeners would love to know where you are. Where can we find you? So, where can we find you? First off, where can we find Pony Friday? Uh, ponyfriday.com at Pony Friday, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Wonderful. <laughs> really, if you Google Pony Friday, it's going to pop up. I'm at Everyday Elise on Instagram and Twitter, but really you can find me most often just on the Pony Friday channels. And if people are looking for this wonderful Behave Boldly book, well, let me tell you right now, you can find it at www.behaveboldly.com. And of course, if you're interested in learning more about the Kiss My Pony app, go to www.kissmypony.com. So kissmypony.com. Um, Elise, now, you're creative. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. This is a big shock at this point in the interview. You're a creative person. You love to dream big. You love to look and live in that world of possibility and opportunity. So in your wonderful mind of opportunity and possibility, what do you believe would happen if businesses realized that they are people too? Honestly, I think that the corporate world would be a lot more fun. I think that there would be a lot more personality in corporate videos, in branding. I think that office culture would get a lot more interesting. I 
think that there would just be more opportunities for businesses to grow in different ways. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with me today. I will be sure to put all these wonderful links of how people can connect with you in our show notes. So stay tuned listeners. You're going to be able to find all those links online. Um, if you do not want to Google Pony Friday. So don't worry. Um, that's basically it. My dear Elise, thank you again. That's all. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. This was super fun. Yay. Big hugs, big love. You have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Well, I'm feeling ready to step into my boldness now. You? But seriously, I want to thank Elise for her raw honesty and sharing on this episode of Businesses Are People Too, a podcast. We can do really big things when we learn the power of incremental shifts and choosing emotional growth during times when <clears throat> things hit the fan. Now head on over to our show notes and click the links and resources in Elise's episode at anchor.fm slash businesses are people too to learn more about behaving boldly and where to purchase a copy of her book, Behave Boldly. Of course, to never miss an episode with the amazing leaders we have lined up, only four more left in season one. Be sure to subscribe and listen on your favorite podcast platform. You know, either Anchor, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you really enjoyed this episode, you would make my heart flutter if you left a rating. May I suggest five stars? Now, until next time, big hugs, big love, and have a most awesome day.